Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello everyone and welcome to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Peter. And my name is Ashton. How many times in a row can we have two people this time? Remember that, uh, yeah. that spree that we had? Yeah, where it was me and one of you for like three, four weeks. Three or four weeks, And yeah. then I had a week off. Yeah. But then there was only you and Ben. And then I think it was Ben, Kat and James. I think it was... Uh... Yeah, I think there was maybe like one week where all three of us were in and then... Again, like after that, there were, yeah, there yeah. Were, it wasn't. So, but Ben's not got holiday plops. Ben's just got regular plops. Regular plops, he this has. Week. Yeah. As you can hear, I've still got a tiny bit of uh, plops, which seemingly is, I don't know if it's the same plops because I've been away on holiday and therefore I've not been able to give it to Ben. That's I've not true. seen him for like over a week now. No, he came but, in on Tuesday unwell and yeah. you haven't seen him since Wednesday. Yeah. So, so, but these plops get around, I guess. Mm. So, We've all got it. Ashton's not had it yet. No. There's still time. There is still time. Never say never. So next week, it'll probably be me and Ben doing the podcast and yeah. not Ashton. No, I crossed. wanted to um, show you guys something this morning. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, I wore it especially because I basically, I found this T-shirt uh, the I other week. I haven't noticed your T-shirt. And um, I bought this like four years ago. And I bought it in Cyprus because I my favorite thing on a holiday is going to shops and seeing like the Amer- the like English phrases that just like don't right. make any sense. Okay. And I found this one, and me and Ben have been trying to figure out what it means all week. So I'll let you I'll let you read it. Count the basic parts a man needs to wear and reach to seven. And the space between two and seven isn't as big as all the other spaces yeah. as well, just for some reason. Like, what does that mean? Count the basic parts a man needs to wear and reach to seven. <laughs> what does that mean? It's like someone's really badly um, translated some S Club 7 lyrics yes. like into Japanese and then back into English again. Yeah. But I thought I bought it and I was like, this top is... I think I saw it, I was like, this top's hilarious. It's great. I don't know what it means. I take it you made it into a half shirt. Yeah, I, well, I cut it, but yeah. I didn't do a very good job. I need to, I I think I cut it when like the pandemic was happening and then lost it for two years. So right. I haven't actually done the whole like sewing it to make oh, it right. like yeah, to nice. Hemming it or hemming whatever it. the word would but, be. But um, I wanted to show you it because I think it's funny. That's great. I really like that. And I wanted to see if anyone knew what it meant. Have you got any more? Of them um, at home. I have another one, but I had one. I don't know if I got, I don't know where it is anymore. I had one that was like um, sand in the sky, seeing the seeing the something like seeing the 
grass and i was like what does that what does that it's mean great i love it i don't mean? care um yeah so wow. i love them i think they're great well this is a video game podcast it is, it is uh, a video game but podcast. i very much appreciate that um we're sponsored each and every week mm. on this video game podcast uh, by a real, a very, very real, real sponsor. sponsor. Yes, uh, I've got the ad read this week. Do you? Um, it's for uh, a video game that's that's coming out pretty soon, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's highly anticipated, probably going to be one of the biggest uh, PlayStation games of the year. Um, it's a sequel to a game. Uh, it's about, like, this bloke and his kid. Oh, they're, yeah. like, wandering around, and they're on a trip to do something. I, can't, I think it's something to do with, you know, when you go on, like, a writer's retreat, yeah, and you just because you can't, you just want to like get away from technology and stuff. So like, I think it's him and his son, and maybe some ashes they're carrying around. I don't really know. Oh, yeah. Go off to try and like just a wilderness experience. Yeah, get back into nature. Exactly. Uh, to try and get a bit of inspiration because I think the dad's like an author or something. Anyway, there's a new one coming out. Uh, God of War Writer's Block is coming pretty soon, oh, um, and it's wow. going to be really good. Could you tell that maybe? I had writer's block this morning and didn't know... Uh... I, it was good. I was wondering how you were going to fit that in. Yeah. Because I was like, God of War? Yeah. God of Pen? What were you going to say here? <laughs> uh, yeah. No, that's good. I, I'm excited. For, when's it coming out? Like November sometime. I don't know. <laughs> when is it actually? It's like six. Is it the 30th? Uh, it's the 9th. 16th? I don't, 9th? Yeah, it's oh. coming out in like less than a week. Just throwing random numbers out there. <laughs> 30th, 16th, the 9th. The 9th. Okay. The 9th. Very good. Uh, it's not real. Oh. I was struggling, but I've managed to come up with that. Um, but we are sponsored, really, by our patrons, our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com, uh, who for as little as $1 per month are able to ask questions on, on this, this very, very podcast. podcast. Uh, they can also do something else, can't they, Ashton, which is coming up later on. But uh, They can do, yeah. But we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later on. <laughs> um, so we've got a question now from Gregory, who says... Have I done all the intro bits? I feel like I may have missed it's something. Like, but... I think so. I think we've done triple. We've done uh, yeah. Patreon.com forward slash team triple. Jump. Yeah, done that. The done sponsor, the fake sponsor, the, the real pre, sponsor. The preamble, the yeah. intro. Yeah, I think we've. I think we've got everything. We're nailing it. Yeah. Gregory says, "Hello, Bap or Randy's." Oh, I missed this last you week. You did. You missed us both. I saw a Randy. screenshot of it. Yeah, I was off, but. I mean, in a way, that was good because there were only two Randy there shirts, were, so there would yeah. have been just an odd one out. If, that's uh, true. It would have been yeah. like Randy, Randy, and also Spyro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the only thing I've got to hand as well because I'm, well, I've almost moved into my new house, but I do have my Spyro onesie to mm. hand because I was like, I might just need that for something at work. So I would have been Spyro yeah. for sure. Uh, anyway, I hope you're doing well. My question for you might be a little cliche, so much so, I'm not even sure if it uh, hasn't been asked already, but here goes anyway. First contact has been achieved with an alien species who threaten humanity's survival. You're tasked with saving humanity by choosing a game that best demonstrates what makes humanity so great. What game would you end up picking? Would it be something that shows the vast storytelling potential of humanity like The Last of Us or Disco Elysium? Or would you uh, instead pick a game like Mario Kart, Spyro or Crash as they, in their innocence, have brought joy to so many across the globe? Many thanks, Winters in Berlin. Thank you, Gregory, Winters in Berlin. Thank you, Gregory, who winters in Berlin. Ashton, would you like to go first? Because I've done a lot of talking already. Yeah, of course, Count. I was talking about this in the office and they were like, oh, we could show them like... We wouldn't want to show them things like XCOM or no. something like that because you don't want them to think that like 
you know, we are setting out to kill aliens. We don't want to give them ideas. XCOM would be the worst thing to show. Yeah, them. exactly. And also, we were saying like you don't want to show the Mass Effect kids. No. There's a couple of scenes in that that they might get the wrong idea. They might think you're coming onto them. So you're like, oh no, just just want to show this. Um, so you wouldn't want to go for that. And I also don't think Mario Kart is a good idea because if you annoy the aliens, they could destroy the world. If you blue um, shell the aliens, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't. You'd have to lose. So. Yeah. Um, I was thinking, what's the best thing about humans? Easy. Animals. Right. Pets. The best thing about humans <laughs> is just a different species entirely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Um, So I think it would be good to show something like Stray. Because you're like, look how cute this cat. You don't want to take over this world. Look how cute this cat is. Yeah. So cute. And cats, what do they love? Pets from humans. So yeah. don't get rid of us. because. And the thing with Stray is... It's got that kind of sad tinge to it that like, oh, there used Human. to be humans yeah, here and now, now there aren't. And the cats are sad. The robots are sad. Yeah. And the aliens will think we best not eradicate humanity because yeah, otherwise this will, be will happen. Sad. Yeah. yeah. But the issue is then that they might see that and be like, the moral of the story is that humans were greedy and that's why the, this whole situation happened. But then you could get, say that, well, actually every game that happens. Yeah. Because uh, unfortunately... <laughs> It's true. Yeah, it's a universal truth. <laughs> yeah. Um, alternatively, I would show them a game that I think is the epitome of a cozy game and just get them to just like sit down, relax. Do a bit of unpacking. Do a bit, no, um, I didn't say, I didn't <laughs> think unpacking, but that's a good one. Uh, Stardew Valley. Oh, yeah. I'd be like, just, you know, hang out with all these little mates, get some chickens, yeah. plant some crops, see how, see how we humans live. And then while they're playing that, I'll sneak off because they'll get really into it like people do and they won't talk for like hours. So I just sneak off, do some recon on the ship. Yeah. Uh, report back to humans being like, actually, I think we should just let them come down. They seem kind of like good guys. Pretty chill. Yeah. Uh, and they also, they love cats. So yeah. we'll let them, let them hang out. Do you think they would pick the cat rather than the dog on Stardew Valley? You have mm, to choose, don't you? Yeah, you have to choose. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I think they would pick cats. Yeah. But purely because I think that like, You've they already sh shown them stray. I've already shown them stray. <laughs> and they have, don't know what dogs are, so... Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, I've picked something a bit more kind of vague, a bit more um, all-purpose um, in that I've decided, well, if we gave them a copy of Dreams, mm. that would give them the, a really big kind of broad view of what humans are capable of. So they would see some, like, amazing artwork i bet there's some really like genuinely compelling narratives made on dreams out there they would obviously need some sort of internet connection so they can download yeah. loads of user created content but yeah if they just sort by best um then i think that would be a really good way to just show off the the abilities of humanity like this is what we're capable of doing and also just sort of the values of humanity and stuff and then um, they'd stumble upon the, the quest for cheese the quest for cheese yeah and then they'd be like what is this? Yeah, that's and the... then you'd have to sit there and explain to them all of the in-depth memes that are involved. In yeah, so this is Wallace, and yeah, it it would be that's the thing you would you'd be worried that maybe they would come across something where you're killing aliens or mm. like you know that's the risk. But hopefully, if they saw some of the you know the greatest achievements in dreams and some of the most beautiful and heartwarming things then that would be enough to save us i don't know maybe 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 yeah well it's time for a segment now we're powering through this podcast um that we started last week me and randy uh we came up with it it's called what we play it oh 
It's what we're playing time. Time to talk about what we're playing. Peter Austin, yeah. have you been playing this week? Uh, Ashton Matthews, since I uh, was on the last podcast, I've spent almost all of my time either out of the country uh, or with having moved my PlayStation to my new house, but currently living in my old house yes. or Airbnb. So I have actually played nothing <laughs> since I last did a What We Playing, uh, which is a brand new section, of yeah. course. So, uh, I mean, apart from what I've played on stream, so I'm just going to talk about that. I don't normally like to do that unless, I mean, sometimes I play the, the game on stream and play it at home, in which case I do talk about it. But uh, mm. I'll just talk about what I've streamed, which was... Um, Kind of interesting this week because I also didn't play anything yeah. on that stream. I was wondering what you were going to say then. But I was going to talk about what I played last time. Um, but I'm actually desperately trying to remember what it was. Uh, but I did watch some weird Halloween stuff on my most recent stream. So did you can play go and... 40 Winks? Wasn't that yeah, list? that's it. I played 40 Winks. Thanks, Ash. I'm glad you're <laughs> here. Okay. Uh, I played 40 Winks, which I tell you what, is a lot harder to play than I remember it being. So I never owned... I Well, so... The first, my first experience of that game was uh, I played it on a demo disc, right? Mm -hmm. So there was like the first couple of levels you could play them. And uh, then I remember having definitely not an official copy of the game, right? So it was either possibly a standalone demo disc for the game. It was in this like thin case, not like a big uh, jewel case, like a PlayStation 1 jewel case. Or it may have been like a promo copy that like had gone to a press outlet and was mm. then just sold on like a market stall or something. And I like, somehow ended up with it. <laughs> but um, anyway, I only ever played a few hours of that game. Um, and going back to it, wow, the controls are slippery as hell. There's this really weird momentum system where you just like you you push your thumbstick in one direction and they really have to sort of build themselves up to a running speed and then when you let go there's a, a sort of a slide oh. you know it's almost like you're constantly on ice you've got a bowl with your character yeah pretty much so that was wonky as hell and um i specifically i picked that because it was you know semi halloweeny mm. um and i said at the time that I may only be playing this this week. Like, don't get too comfortable, everyone. I'm not necessarily playing this in full. But I was open to playing it in full if it was going to turn out to be an interesting enough game. I like it aesthetically, but I'm not playing that game all the <laughs> way through. It is, it's borderline unplayable. Uh, I was dying all the time. You have, like, three lives, and then you just game over. Oh, so you have to make sure you're saving all the time. Um, and it's a massive collectathon, and I'm not doing it. So that's what I've been playing. Um, I love how I was like, oh, I'll just talk about what I streamed. And I was like, oh, hang on now. <laughs> I just watched I kids watched... TV instead. <laughs> um, so there you go. I'm moving into a new house now and we'll hopefully be able to play some more stuff. I'll play some more Plague Tale. Um, I kind of want to play God of God of War a little bit before um, I play the next one. one. Yeah. yeah, which I have played before, but it's just been been a while. And then there's things like Last of Us as well, which I still want to play, so lot to do ashton what have you been playing i have also had a weird week of gaming because i spent the weekend uh in leicester for halloween and then uh mb's been in newcastle the last few days so oh, i've not been able that. to play um just your standard you know video games that you can play when no one's around yeah because i felt like you know you have to play together because, yeah you can't make him yeah, sit like, there you're not you seeing sit him quietly yeah. and i'll play my game please um so I've been playing some Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. I've been playing some of that in split screen and mainly against bots. 
because for some reason he hadn't renewed his PlayStation Plus account oh. so we couldn't play online. I said, renew your account while I'm at work, please. Um, so we've been playing a little bit of that and the bots thing's really annoying because you can only play on three maps. They oh, really? like Out of all of the maps, they're only like, you can only have three. That's weird. Uh, which is completely unnecessary. Um, the bots are pretty good though, to be fair. Like the AI on the bots is, I mean, they, we, they beat us multiple times right. in regular. So I was like, it's embarrassing we're being beaten by actual robots um but yeah they're pretty good and the game like again looks really good and if you're a fan of a call of duty game it's your standard call of duty yeah i still prefer the third person mode over the first person mode in the the multiplayer online stuff and um, there was one ma match we played where it was like capture the flag and someone was like sat on the like laying on the floor with a sniper like right by one of the um points and he kept killing me and i oh, i knew where he was so i kept going round the corner and just killing him before he could kill me i didn't capture any flags we still <laughs> lost but i beat that guy and i was like i don't care what's going on i died every, like after killed him every single time but it was worth it because he was annoying me so much that i made it my mission to like ruin his life you're the kind of person i would get like moderately frustrated <laughs> with when i was playing objective based games on halo i'd be like why aren't people going for the hill and it's just like there's someone on the lead on our team who's got like 60 kills but they're just not contributing to the objective at yeah. all but hey that's fine ashton you, yeah you do you thanks and then um played some overwatch because he's been trying to get me to play overwatch since the new one came out and uh i don't want to and i didn't want to play it because right. i i don't like online games i don't like when other people make like make me play games online it upsets me um, but we played some Overwatch, mainly against bots because I I didn't know how to play Overwatch. I played maybe like two games ever. So I was learning all the characters and figuring out who to play as. I don't want to play as any of the boy characters. I kept being like, I could play as a boy or I could <laughs> just play as a girl character. Mm, I'm going to play as a girl character. Um, and then we played the Halloween story mission that they've put in, which is like a co-op mission. Right. That was pretty good. Um, enjoyed that. Played with two other people. Um, strangers and I muted my mic and I didn't want to talk to them. Um, and then we played some online games and I said, and I quote, this game's much better when no one else is playing it because <laughs> I was getting very upset because I was a tank and uh, I kept getting killed and I couldn't do anything. And I was getting, and I was getting actually annoyed. And I said, I don't play this game anymore. I was enjoying it when it was just me and Ben against the bots, but now not interested. Anymore. No, that's it. Play it. So he's ruined it for himself by making me play online. Basically. So while he is still here, are you just going to have to keep playing Overwatch and Call of Duty? I might have to, stuff? yeah, because yeah. he's enjoying it. But it's only tonight, and then we're we're back in Peterborough tomorrow. But right, yeah, okay. So hopefully next week I'll be able to play my games again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're, you're always looking forward to him coming up, like you miss him and stuff, and then he yeah. arrives and you're like, oh. Yeah. I've got to play over. I was like, I want to play Saints Row, but you're here, so we can't <laughs> play it together. Yeah. Yeah, but hey, <laughs> guess I love him. Yeah, I suppose. Nightmare. You need him to bring up his own console and a TV, and then yeah. you can sit in the same room and play online together, what? like That's non the plan. local games. He brought a PlayStation 4 up with him, and then it's just sat next to the, the TV, and I'm like, yeah, we could plug that in, I guess, but you know mm, um right. hopefully soon there'll be two tvs and i can we can both play our single player games next to each other as true relationships do yeah that's right it's time for question two i think it is comes from stukalicious or eat bap 
I'm sure you've covered which films you think would make potentially good games, but I'm not sure you've covered what TV shows you'd like to adapt. Personally, I think Garth Marenghi's Dark Place game would be could be very enjoyable. Hope you're all doing well. Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. I was like Thanks, thrown by that in the question. I'm aware of, are you aware of Garth Marenghi's Dark Place? No. It's a very strange sitcom if you can call it well not even sitcom it's, it's a comedy mm. um with this sort of dark i mean dark place it, it's got a strange tone to it i've only seen a few episodes i went around someone's house and they showed it to me i think it's set in a hospital if i remember rightly and it's just very odd i can't think of the guy's name um the actor but he's in like he's in like the uk office he's like the it guy in that uh, what else has he been in? Anyway, it's it's a strange show. Mm. And the idea of it being a video game adaptation is interesting. Um, could work. Who's to say? Who's to say? Make um, it and we'll see. Depends on the genre. I think like certain genres it, it would like apply really well to, but it couldn't really be a third-person action-adventure game, I don't <laughs> think. Um, what could be a third-person action-adventure game, though? Yeah. I've got The Mandalorian written down Ooh. here. That's a good one. I think it could be pretty good. So famously or infamously, there was going to be a, a Star Wars game called Star Wars 1313, mm -hmm. which was set in the sub levels of Coruscant in the kind of dirty underbelly. Um, and that went through various um, iterations. Uh, uh, apparently, LucasArts were not doing well at the time. And I don't know if George Lucas had a hand in it and was making them change stuff or if they were just making random changes at, at the time but they at one point were gonna make i think Django fett the uh the protagonist maybe boba fett i anyway. think it was i did a list i think it's boba fett. oh is it boba fett mm -hmm. okay um but yeah so it was going to be you were going to be a mandalorian bounty hunter in coruscant which sounds really cool um and of course there was the there was the Django fett game star wars bounty hunter that one was called yeah where you did just play as Django. Um, and go around like collecting bounties but that has not aged very well that game i played it recent well a couple of years ago and it's not aged particularly well but something like the mandalorian where you wouldn't even necessarily have to play as mando and like have to worry about grogu and like because he's very much on a path at the moment like he's he's got his own narrative mm -hmm. going on and i think it wouldn't really make sense for him to be doing anything other than like what he's doing at the moment in the story so therefore i don't know if that would necessarily translate that well into a game so i think it would either have to be set pre-season one where he's just a really good bounty hunter and it's just him no grogu he's going around just like collecting bounties or you could have it set around that time and he you could maybe like meet him occasionally on your adventures but actually you like create your own bounty hunter maybe yeah. like a either a mandalorian or not a mandalorian and that you're part of the the guild, uh, you know, if, if you were like not going to be a Mandalorian, you could just be any old character and you're part of that guild. Uh, or you could maybe make a Mandalorian character and be part of the uh, the covert, did they call it? You know, like yeah. led, led by the armorer. Yeah. Um, I'm talking as though everyone listening knows what I'm talking about, but maybe they don't. But anyway, <laughs> I think a Star Wars game where he plays Bounty Hunter set roughly in or around the Mandalorian, if only for the selling power. I mean, you could set it any time. I'd I'd still play it, but like I think to yeah. you know tie it in with the successful show um i think that could be really cool i think it could be really cool too yeah all yeah, right i think so i'm gonna look up a bit of info on uh dark place yeah while you tell us what you think should be made as a game cool um so on netflix recently there was i think it's neil gaiman 
Sandman, I think, is by Neil Gaiman. Yeah. Um, Sandman is, yeah. Sandman. And uh, that came out on Netflix recently, and I thought it was really good. Full disclaimer, haven't finished the series yet. Uh, got distracted halfway through. It's not my fault. It is. Um, <laughs> but I think it could be really cool to see a story that's set in like that same storyline where you play as the Sandman and you gradually gain your powers back by collecting the things that you need to collect to be your most powerful self. Um, there's obviously bits where he's in the real world and there's bits where he's in hell. Um, so that's exciting. And then you've got all the whole dream plane that he is the king of, um, which could be really cool, I think, to like explore different areas and have that storyline going underneath. And you play as a Sandman. What can, what's, not, what's not as fun what's as What's not to love? Yeah. Um, also, what I think they should make more games of, recently I played Prognostic, which is like a horror game um, where you're in a house and you're like a, a medium kind of person and you're trying right. to solve crimes okay. to try and figure out who killed your parents and your grandma. Um, but I really liked the whole like solving crime element of that game. I was like indifferent to the ghost. They made it more interesting, but I was like, the ghost could be here or not. I'm just having fun solving crimes. I think there should be more like crime solving, crime drama-esque TV shows. Because we know I love, not not TV show, games. Because we know I love a crime drama TV show. We do. Um, So I would love there to be more video games where I have to solve crimes uh, by finding clues and figuring things out. Because there's just not enough. We did play CSI colon three dimensions of murder um, (laughs) for worst games ever once. But that was, you know, at a time where... Um, there probably were a few more crime drama video games, but they were all bad. But yeah. now I think we've, we have the technology. <laughs> uh, we could do it a lot better. I think we could. I think there's like a lot of scope for it because obviously there would only be a certain amount of like stories. There probably wouldn't be too much replayability, but that's never stopped games. Yeah. There's a whole game about escaping escape rooms that you can't play again because all the stories, all the puzzles are exactly the same the second time around. So yeah. Why can't I make a crime drama one? Come on. Come on. Do it. It could like change every time. Like when you replay it, maybe someone else did it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> um, Matthew Holness is the man I was talking what does he about. Look like? Uh he looks like that. I mean, that's not a very good picture of him. Oh. Hang on, if we go back, you might might see him. Um there he is. He's in the office. Oh, I do not know who that man no. is. No. I mean he's not this was the show is like um, more from like his heyday, which is oh, I've just I've just closed the flipping tab now. <laughs> um, hang on, Garth Marenghi's dark place. Uh, yeah, he you see him less now than you used to, I think. So it, the first episode was in two thousand and four, and here we go. I'll tell you what it is. Um, uh, flipping, come on. <laughs> Let's get there. We were there. I've got it. The series is presented as a special release of the fictional television series Dark Place. So it's a parody of 1980s um, soap opera, which is kind of strange. Okay. So within the canon of the show, Dark Place was produced in the 1980s, but failed to gain an audience anywhere but Peru, eventually becoming a lost series. Saved footage has recently resurfaced with Marenghi, who made the show in the first place, republishing with the intent of gaining interest from a modern audience. Um, But it's this very strange, deliberately cheesy, um, weird, weird show set in a hospital, I think. So, yeah, Richard Richard Ayoade's in it as well. Oh. Um, And uh, Matt Berry. 
too. So it's got a good I've cast. I've never heard of it before. I had to look it up because, as I say, I've only seen like three episodes. But yeah, seeing that in video game form would be interesting. Um, maybe as a sort of telltale game or something. Mm. That could be pretty good. You could say it would be a bit weird. It would. News. news. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Weird news time. It's time for some weird video game news. But before we get to the weird video game news, it's time to say hello and thank you and do a shout out to our podcast and producer and goodbye <laughs> to our podcast producers um, who for uh, a, a certain price have headed to patreon.com and signed up to the podcast producer tier. Lots of other awards available within that tier and below it and above it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, if you want a guaranteed shout out in every single episode of the podcast, then uh, go and become a podcast producer if you want. Um, you can, of course, ask questions and maybe get your question read. But these people get their name every time. They do. For as long as they're a producer. For as long as they live. Yes, forever. You pay once, you get it every episode. No, that's not true. <laughs> Um, so thank you very much to Nathan, G.Y. Goliath, Sean Legg, Walco, Nicole Hansen, Nexus Polaris, Ellie Nicholas, Erica Hutchinson, Melody Elbonet, Katie Garrod slash Jared, and Gabrielle Philippink. Thanks, podcast producers. Thank you very much. We love you. It's time for some weird news. Time for some weird news. That you works. can submit some weird news on Facebook or Twitter when the post goes out, normally on a Tuesday. So if you find some weird news, Maybe we'll read it out on the podcast. Just like Gex at Snowy Boy Yarnio Four on Twitter, who sent me us, but I chose it a story <laughs> from PushSquare.com. Sony accidentally sends God of War Ragnarok PS5 bundle to customer. Subtitle, yeah. Subtitle: They'd actually ordered Modern Warfare Two. Uh, this was written by Liam Croft. But they wouldn't even appreciate it because they were the COD one. Yeah. They were like, ooh, rubbish oh, game. <laughs> I don't want to buy my copy of God of War. I don't want to play it. Uh, if it's not independent retailers breaking the release date of God of War Ragnarok, it's Sony itself. 
at Rashida A. Smith on Twitter has posted in response to a Wario64 tweet that they received the God of War Ragnarok PS5 console bundle from Sony via a PlayStation Direct order instead of one containing Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. The user shared a picture of the outer box, proving they do indeed have the official bundle in their hands. Um, this isn't a special edition version of the PS5 console or anything. It's literally just a standard system with a code for God of War Ragnarok inside. Oh, it's a code. So I bet they can't even redeem it. I bet if they oh, yeah. redeem well, it, it probably they won't. they might be able to. Well, possibly. Because I imagine like, if you get like codes earlier access to it, yeah. it is the same code you'd get if it was just... No, that's true, because you wouldn't get your... Yeah, yeah, maybe they can. Well, I might say in the article. Um, yeah, can't if, wait to find out. Just wait with bated breath. <laughs> Since it's... A, oh, here we go. The oh. very next sentence. <laughs> Since it's a code for the digital PS5 version, we'll presume it will translate to a pre-order for the game off the PS store if it's redeemed before release date on the 9th of November 2022. Rubbish. No leaks should come out of this slip-up. Phew. <laughs> that's what it says. Um, over the weekend, Santa Monica Studio shared a statement with the community asking fans to mute keywords and phrases to try and limit any spoilers they might see. The developer itself is trying to, quote, limit the exposure of unsanctioned footage, but it knows this is the internet, so it knows it cannot catch everything. No key details should get out through this unfortunate leak, but continue to stay alert and be careful with your online browsing. Have you ever ordered something from Sony and had a completely different product turn up? Perhaps even an unreleased one? No. Let us know in the comments below. Oh, well. I haven't. Have you? No. <laughs> I don't think I've ever phys or physically ordered anything directly from Sony. No, actually. Or from, from what was it, PlayStation PlayStation Direct. No, I normally just get it from... Wholesale, retail. Yeah, Amazon or something, which I shouldn't do, but I do. And the Why? independent game shop I mean... that I used to go to as a child closed down over 10 years ago also so. lots of independent game shops don't have playstation 5s no. because lots of non-independent game shops don't have playstation 5s yeah that's true so that's true because no one has playstation 5s except sony just sony just sony um so just if you them. want one order one and you might get a code for god of war yeah. with it who's to say i want to, i want to know if they tried to cash it in and if it worked yeah I mean, they just assumed that it wouldn't work. Yeah, they've not said whether it would, you know, they're like, oh, it probably will translate into a pre-order. But you make a good point that like when we get sent, um, we get sent codes for stuff ahead of time by PR and stuff. And they're like, here's an early code. And if you redeem it, it immediately just gives you the game. Yeah. But maybe all codes associated with God of War have like a, maybe they know like Santa Monica is saying like, well, we're not even gonna let the press see the game until you know, five days before. Yeah. So I mean, we know that they've obviously sent review codes and stuff out. So well, yeah, true. So how do you different? Well, maybe there are different review codes sets. and like retail codes, mm. and so they're maybe able to activated control them that way. Yeah, hopefully. Um, but yeah, seemingly nothing has come out yet based on this. Would leak, you tell so. people if that happened? If someone acts, if they accidentally sent you a copy of God of War, would you tell anyone about it? I think I probably would. If it was, if it was a code. And it didn't work. I'd probably redeem it first, <laughs> see what happened. And if it didn't work, I would then just like at least sell the story yeah. for, you know, That's 50 true. quid. Mm. Um, and then... And then buy a Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, yeah, which is what I really wanted. Could do that. But if it was a physical copy, I would be scared that 
maybe they would try and do some sort of recall. I don't think they would have the power to do that, but no. I would just, I wouldn't want to like... Come to your house. Yeah. <laughs> you were the god of all this crap. John Sony might come round <laughs> with some goons. So I might just stay quiet and just sit at home and just play God of War by myself. Mm. Um, just like when I unwrapped, well, it wasn't wrapped, but when I got my Christmas present, <laughs> played it for two hours and then put it back. Yeah. Um, Ashton, have you got some weird news? I do. It comes from Joach Dix on Facebook. This was submitted by a bunch of different people, but this was the write-up that I chose. So don't be angry with me if you also submitted it. Do. Do um, be angry. No, please. It comes from The Escapist by Richard Hogue. Hogue? Hogue? H-O-E-G? H-O-E-G. Hogue? <laughs> I don't know. Um, can Ikea actually shut down a survival horror game set in, well, an Ikea? Ah, Kickstarter. What was started as a platform for creators of all stripes to realize their dreams has become a platform for creators of all stripes to learn more than they could ever possibly want to know about intellectual property law, mm. particularly copyright and trademark. Such is the case for Jacob, game designer Jacob Shaw, going by the studio name of Ziggy, and his first person department store survival project, The Store is Closed, which has caught the eye of Swedish furniture store, Swedish furniture store IKEA as set forth in a letter received by Shaw and verified by Kotaku. Um, the lawyers at IKEA have taken objection to his project based primarily on the belief that the store depicts in... Sports, the store depicted in his games um, infringes on the company's trade dress. Trade dress? Yeah. Is that what you wear on Sundays to yeah. the market? Yeah. Your trade dress? <laughs> In particular, they allege, your game uses a blue and yellow sign with a Scandinavian name on the store, a blue box-like building, yellow vertical stripes shirts identical to those worn by IKEA personnel, a grey path on the floor, furniture that looks like IKEA furniture, and product signage that looks like IKEA signage. He's been like almost, like he's like almost IKEA'd it. Like the, the store is called like Sick or something, but yeah. it's like S-Y- K K or something and it does look a lot like Ikea. I have seen it and just if he'd just changed it a bit more, he could yeah. have got away with it, but you know. Mm. Okay. But, yeah. And importantly, the claims made by everyone's favorite Swedish meatball purveyor masquerading as a furniture retail outlet are not rooted in copyright, which involves the rights associated with protecting creative works, those most commonly at issue in video games. Um that's just nothing about nothing. So I guess trade dress is visual. It's like yeah. sort of branding and stuff. They've involved trademark. Trademark protects the names, logo, look, and feel of a brand or company in order to help customers identify who is providing them with goods or services. It is special because unlike with copyright, a company that feels its trademarks are being infringed upon it is incentivized by law to act upon this infringement. Basically, they're allowed to do that. Uh, then they explain what the word trade dress is, but can't be asked to read that. Um, and then someone's the question becomes, is what the store is closed doing too close for comfort? Would a reasonable person think that the game itself was endorsed or created by Ikea? And yeah, I mean, it does look like Ikea. It looks fun, though. Yeah, so I assume this was inspired by a sort of a, a creepypasta that someone posted online. Mm. There's like a short horror story i was reading reading on reddit or something months ago um where it's someone who was in an ikea and then they sort of get lost and then 
suddenly they, they can't find their way out again and they so they like discover that they're in an infinite ikea yeah and at night time they hear people running around and eventually they find like a settlement of people who've like built a fort out of sofas and stuff people go out on raids during the day to get like meatballs and things yeah. and that's how they're surviving but then it just gets more and more haunting and people just go mad and kill each other so it's a good story and clearly this is sort of inspired by that i think um so it's a shame because it would make a good horror game i think yeah and well maybe it still will make a good horror maybe game but just, just have change, to change all, it. everything that's blue to being like red yeah <laughs> then it'd be fine. i think you would have got away i mean i am no legal expert but having seen other things where it's clearly like they're imitating mm. a brand in some other game or something like if you just change it enough you know it's like copying your homework don't make it obvious yeah you know, just mix it up a bit um so it's unfortunate but but also all ikea have done now is brought this game to everyone's attention because yeah. this game like none of us had heard of it no and now there was four different write-ups of this story submitted yeah. to weirdest games uh, weirdest news sorry because it's like now everyone's talking about it this guy's probably got way more people wishlisting his game now i wishlisted his game because i thought it looked cool yeah so is the kickstarter still running because he I might have got so. more money as well i think he's still the kickstarter still going but he was saying that he was like um it's not in the write-up but he was saying that he was planning on focusing on like refining things and now he's got to change the like look of the whole game right but like I don't know where they draw the line because if you have like gray floors and sell furniture in a shop, yeah, would that be okay as long as the the name was like five letters long and red? Yeah, would that be allowed? Like, Probably, where do you draw I think the line? that's yeah, it's difficult. I mean, like I say, we we're not qualified to say where the line is, but you're right. Like, it's tricky. Um, I followed someone, and this was like an outright copyright issue. But I I've, I've been following someone who was making their own Spyro game in the style of a PS1 Spyro game. It looked almost identical. Um, and eventually Activision came after them and said, that's Spyro, are you using Spyro sound effects? Are you using Spyro, his likeness? It was just like a model of Spyro. Um, and they basically just changed it into a like a flying fox character mm. and just mixed everything up as much as they need to and carried on with the project. And that's fine. Um, so... It doesn't have to be the end for this project necessarily, yeah. provided he can work out where the line is and what's okay. So fingers crossed it goes all right for him. But um, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Ikea. We want to all get killed in your stores. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about it. Um, question three, Peter. Yes. It's from Rock Reese who says, Hi, Bab. Hi. It's so sad to see the degradation and BA's disappointment in the last board. What's BA? Ben and Ashton. Oh, right. Oh, bah. <laughs> right. It's so great. It's so sad to see the degradation and bah's disappointment in the last Borderlands games, especially Tales of, as Ben loved the first one so much. In light of he the. Didn't like the he doesn't like the new one. Uh, well, he that's news was, to me. He yeah. said it was bad. Oh, no. He said that he the so game works and play. he can play it, but it is, in fact bad like technically or, or like technically story like works and... great but story wise oh. and like character wise and joke wise oh bad. no and then he pl tried to play it on stream last week um and he played it for an hour and everyone in chat was like can we play something else <laughs> oh god <laughs> were they really <laughs> yeah okay um well in light of the downwards trend of the borderlands franchise as briefly just oh in like well that is just one sentence that rock grease has written but um let me start again. But this is Rock Grease's fault. 
It's so sad to see the degradation and Bar's disappointment in the last Borderlands games, especially Tales of, as Ben loved the first one so much. Full stop. In light of the downwards trend of the Borderlands franchise, comma, as briefly discussed last week, full stop. Has there ever been any other game <laughs> franchise? Sorry, that's very rude of me. Has there ever been any other game franchise that hasn't changed a whole lot, but gradually pushed you away or declined to the point where you're struggling to care? Thank you, Rock Reese. Thank you, Rock Sorry Reese. for being rude to you there. It's yeah. not very nice. Sorry Peter was bullying you. Yeah, you paid a dollar to <laughs> ask that question. I was mean about it. Uh, it's a good question, though. It is. Um, so I've got one that I don't think has necessarily got bad, not got any worse, but it's. I think I have maybe changed or it, it's just I've become less interested in it for reasons that I can't necessarily quantify. But I used to be a big fan of Call of Duty. Um, uh, oh yeah that's on my list as well oh is it yeah so particularly like the very early call of duty games i never played the first one but i played a lot of call of duty 2 local split screen multiplayer with just like people in my family like my siblings and my my uncle who played a lot of video games played it with friends i really liked the, the single player story as well i wish that game was still just accessible anywhere i don't know if i don't think it's on game pass um but i'd love to play that game just for the campaign alone i think it was really good um so really enjoyed that call of duty 3 did actually drop off a little bit in terms of quality but we played plenty of that in multiplayer as well and then you know a couple of games after that as well i, I continued to play it um in terms of a particularly uh, couch split screen um and then suddenly i just didn't really care anymore um and it's difficult to say what the reasoning is because my my first thought is well is it because i really like world war ii games mm. which i did like i enjoyed medal of honor as well a lot of medal of honor games at the time but more, uh, the first modern warfare game is not the point at which i stopped enjoying it i thought the first modern warfare was really good and you know a couple of games after that i still played it um but then eventually i did just not play it so much anymore but then i could say the same about halo you know like i used to really really enjoy playing halo both single player and multiplayer and then eventually i stopped that i do think partly is down to what i view to be a, a decline in the quality of the game series but i think also it's just indicative that i guess i reached a point where i didn't want to play um first person shooters anymore mm. so uh, i definitely think call of duty was probably the one that was most badly affected by that um because I probably gave Halo more of a chance for a longer period of time. Um, but yeah, for me, I think it's it's more the first part of Rock Reese's question, which is a game that uh, or a series that gradually pushed you away rather than declined to the point. Because I think most people would say, all right, it's had its ups and downs, Call of Duty, but it's not it's not now in like a really low place compared to where it was, um, you know, around the first, first Modern Warfare game, for example. So uh, they've not declined in that sense, but... I've just I just don't play it anymore. That's true. I think that also I don't know what it is. I feel like eventually you kind of just grow out of Call of Duty. I don't yeah, know. Maybe. Some people are like older and they do still play it, but I think that it gets to a point where you're like, I need a game that I can quantify when the beginning and the end of the game is, so that I can just be like, well, I finished this game now, I'm done with it. But when it's Call of Duty, you can just play it forever. Yeah. Um, but I do think also Call of Duty is a bit hit and miss. Like sometimes they release good games, like Modern Warfare 2, I would say is a good game. But then they release games like Vanguard, and I would objectively say that game is not a good game. Yeah, um, it's had some definitely some low points in the series. For yeah, sure. for sure. Um, but in terms of franchises that I think I just I've dropped off of, 
of even um assassin's creed yeah there was some really good ones in there and then the more they released the more like the further it got into an ubi world the further it got from like what made the first ones so good and now it's just a huge ginormous map with nothing to do with assassins really apart from the odd like side quest um the modern storyline just completely like lost the vast majority of players like nobody knows what's going on and nobody cares anymore so i think assassin's creed lost its way a good few years ago and they still they keep pumping them out though don't they and we keep bloody playing they're trying to play them and then never finishing them especially valhalla was just way too big in terms of a game but um also i didn't read the question properly and wrote borderlands down uh, because I was like, what series? Oh, Borderlands. Yeah. And must have read the question and been like, hmm, hmm, Borderlands was as if I hadn't just read that word 10 seconds ago. But right. I do think that that's definitely dropped off in the last few games. Yeah. They're really struggling to find their footing. And I, I just, I'm struggling to justify the Borderlands series as a good game series now because of the last three installments into that borderlands cinematic universe it's a real fall from grace isn't it, it like is. they they had such highs the highs of two and i think the pre-sequel was really good as well yeah and then three came out and it was all right you know people like i liked it in places and i thought it fell flat in places then uh wonderlands came out and i we know how i feel about that and then tales of the borderlands came out and i i'm not interested in playing it anyway and ben has not sold me on it so yeah uh yeah I do think that that's lost their way. Some of the lads were saying FIFA. Oh, right, yeah. Like, not as good anymore. And I bet Ben would say uh, WWE 2K. Yes, definitely. For sure. Yeah. Um, so there's definitely a bunch out there that we've got, like, like fond memories of. But yeah. But now it's just not. There's one that I... The only reason I didn't say it is because I don't think there are enough sort of data points, as it were, for me to, like, say, here's the trend. But, like, mm. Fallout, I really liked fallout 3 new vegas is great but then like from 4 onwards like fallout 4 and fallout 76 i'm yeah I, you know they've dropped off for me but that's only like kind of four games so is that really can you properly track a trend on that but like if you maybe lump in together like morrowind oblivion and skyrim as well so just sort of the the bethesda rpgs mm. then yeah, I would definitely feel that way about that. And Starfield as well. At the moment, I'm not actually that excited about because it, it just seems too big, very bloated. Uh, I don't even like the aesthetic that much in the trailer. I no. thought like, all right, graphically, it looks reasonably impressive, but it doesn't look like really appealing to me. And uh, well, I'll just have to, I think I'm going to have to see a fair bit of gameplay of that game and like see some I, I hope they do like some big trailers which they often do with games like that you know mm. bethesda are quite good at saying like here's a 15 minute gameplay you know cycle of what you can do from day to day so yeah we'll see how that goes but yeah those rpgs are not i also think so like well. it's on a bit of an up now but i do think resident evil took a, a bit of a dive in yeah the it did there. yeah and yeah. i also i don't think that village is as good as seven i think that like it tried to be on the same level as seven was yeah but i do think seven was better than eight and i think two and three are better than four five well not four five and six for sure yeah two and three uh i think were an improvement on uh five and six yeah and then seven seven's a great game and i think eight is or you know village is is good but 
they're very different, aren't they? Mm. It's a bit like how you had your first three Resident Evil games, which were survival horror, and then you had Resident Evil 4, which was the sort of action-y one. Yeah. And that feels like what they did again with um, 7 and, and Village, which is, for some people, is fine. That's like what they're into. And I can imagine some people who were enjoying the return to survival horror in 7 were suddenly like, oh, we've gone back again now to, yeah. to the action stuff. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with the 4 remake, actually, because apparently that's meant to be a lot darker and like scarier than the original four turned out to be did you see that they killed the dog yeah i did why did they do that i know and i didn't i'm i'm a bit annoyed that like that was shown off. i was saying this to ben the other day in the office i was like oh yeah i don't know if you've seen any of that gameplay that's come out of mm. uh, the new resi 4 and uh i said they've revealed i mean they, they couldn't not because it happens right at the start and that's what's been revealed is like the first few minutes of the game but like a moment that would have been a a big gut punch right at the start. Like mm-hmm. I'm kind of frustrated that I know that now. You know, if I'd like sat down, picked up the game for the first time. I'm glad you did know that and I didn't tell you that because that would have been Yeah, it would really have been, bad. yeah. Well, now people listening maybe will be uh, really saying. upset to hear that, but it's too late now. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like five minutes in, you, you'll sit down with the controller in hand, you're wandering through the forest, probably thinking, oh, this is a bit like gloomier and spookier than it was when I first played. And then you'll be like, oh, the dog's around here, isn't it? I'll free the dog from the trap. Oh, no. No, dog's already dead, mate. No, it's just a corpse. So I wonder what will happen in the boss fight when the dog would normally come and rescue you. Probably probably nothing. Nothing. Um, the dog corpse will come and rescue yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, never mind. Wow. I think it's time for something rather large. Yeah. It's time for the big discussion. The big discussion. This week's big discussion comes from Richard Major. Thanks, Richard. Bonjour again, bossaroos. Sony have released more details about the PS2, uh, PSVR 2. It will cost £529.99, that is, mm. um, or bundled with the digital version of Horizon VR for £569.99. And the charger stand is £39.99. You can pre-order them from November 15th, and they'll be released in fe- February 22 um, in 2023. Uh, what do you think? You're predominantly PlayStation boys or girls or girls. Will you be buying one? Uh, and why don't Microsoft make one? Thanks, Richard. A total bossaroo babe. Thanks, Richard. Thanks, Richard. Um, I won't be buying one. I didn't buy an original. Did you have a PSVR? I know you've no, had... we've got a Oculus, Oculus slash yeah. Meta, but I refuse to call them Yeah. Uh, so I will not be buying one. Um, that is a ridiculous price. It costs more than the console. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I'm not arguing necessarily that the cost of production warrants that price. Like, I'm not necessarily going to say, oh, PlayStation, Sony being ridiculous, charging something like that for something that's so easy to make. You know, it's a VR headset. Maybe $529.99 is actually quite a small margin for them. And they're not going to be making a huge uh, profit on that. But... In any case, it's not worth enough to me to play uh, to to pay that much for what is going off the at uh, the first PSVR not going to be a great library of games uh, mm. at least to begin with. Um, will you be buying one? Um, I probably won't for that price. I've been looking into it a little bit, but like technology wise, and we have a Quest Two, um, which is kind of the most recent meta thing yeah um and probably considered to be one of the better 
affordable VR headsets. You've got like a, a bunch of other ones out there that are really quite expensive. Um, but those are very much, if you want to do VR and you are taking it really, really seriously, they're the ones with like the sensors that you put up around. So it's like full hand, full hands tracking yeah. and movement stuff. Um, but in terms of the Quest versus the PlayStation VR, Quest has an LCD screen. Uh, the new PlayStation VR has an OLED screen. It's got eye tracking, which is a really like exciting new development, yeah. and it's pretty good. The uh, controllers have adaptive triggers, like the PlayStation controller, which a lot of VR headsets don't have. But some of them don't even have hand like devices anyway. They yeah. just use your fingers. So that's not necessarily the best. Like like the only alternative and it also has the 3d audio technology that they've used for their new headphones so it should be a really immersive experience in the new playstation headset however for 569 pounds including the game yeah plus the 500 pounds you've played for a playstation and 40 quid for a charging and 40 quid for a charging station you're looking at over a grand and a bit um obviously if you've got a, a vr headset that's pc based if you want a decent gaming pc that's probably going to cost you quite a bit of money. Mm. But the Quest 2, for like, as an example, costs £399. And that's like the most expensive it could get. You can definitely find them cheaper online. But um, even with that, you may be looking at potentially the lowest cost for a PC is maybe a grand. So you're probably looking at being about the similar price range. However, there are so many more games that you can play on a PC-based headset. Yeah. And what I think Sony needs to do, and I've been saying this for a while when it comes to VR, is communicate with the other VR headset manufacturers and VR game makers that works exclusively on Steam and come up with some kind of deal that their PlayStation games will go onto like Steam and be available for Oculus users and that those games that are currently available for Oculus users will be available for PlayStation users. Yeah. Because otherwise, <clears throat> there's just no way that they're going to sell enough of these headsets. Because a lot of people maybe don't have a PC and they might want to play Half-Life Alex, for example, which is one of the, I say it all the time, the best VR game. Um, if you want to play that, you have to have a PC-based VR headset. It doesn't work very well on the Quest, so you need one that is wired in. So you might have to pay a bit more or go for an older version. Um, but like a lot of the time, these games would work really well on the PlayStation VR headset. And I imagine a lot of people would play it because yeah. people who are fans of Half-Life might not have a PC, but they might have a PlayStation. So if they've shared their libraries between each other, then I think everyone would benefit. But I know that they won't do that. Yeah, They'll have... The 11 games they're currently making that we know of for the PlayStation VR, including the Dark Pictures roller coaster game, yeah. which looks absolutely terrible, yeah, by the way. Yeah, it does. Awful. It looks like one of those arcade things you used to go to when you were younger, where you sit in a chair and like tosses you around and you're on like a minecart. That's what it reminds me of. Well, there was one on the first PSVR. I think it was, was it Outlast? It was, it was a game like that and it yeah. was tied to a an already known horror franchise mm. but had absolutely nothing to do with that you know and this, it, it's exactly the same thing but it was a different franchise so it was yeah. like you're on a little ghost train i think it was outlast and now you're doing exactly the same thing you're on a ghost train but hey it's dark pictures yeah, dr anal hills here now sort of i mean it's has nothing to do with narrative based like you know decision based gameplay you're on a ghost train mm. but it's dark pictures so. Yeah, and I mean, the only games that I'm intrigued by 
slash would want to play is the Horizon VR game and Resi 8 in VR. Mm -hmm. They're the only games that I would even consider buying a PlayStation VR 2 for. And I was gonna, I was considering buying it to replace my Rift S because I have an older um, headset now. And it would make more sense to upgrade to a new one. And if it was more affordable... I would have been straight on it and being like, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to get it. Right. But for £529 in this economy, I absolutely cannot justify spending money on it Yeah. for potentially two games. That's it for me. It's, it's down to like library versus, you know, the price. So, you, you know, you've listed the, the features there. And as I said earlier, I don't think necessarily that like the price tag in and of itself is too much for, the technology that they are selling, you know, mm. that may well be justified in terms of numbers, but I can't justify spending 529 or 569 pounds um, to potentially play only a couple of games. Yeah. One of which, you know, if you take um, Resident Evil as an example, I can already play, yeah. you know, on, on console with a controller. Yeah, it's a very different experience, but it's not even that there are, kind of unique interesting exclusives uh well sorry there are some but i mean that that's those are two separate groups of you know there are games where you can already play them on your console and then yeah all right you can maybe try them with a, a vr experience but if you put those aside because at least those are available to you on on other platforms or other in other forms it leaves you with an even smaller pool of vr exclusive games mm. um and then, of course, as you say, you make a a, a, a point with the um, the PC tech, like the the library is just better there. Um, and I think that is the issue here. I'm not going to spend that amount of money to have a piece of kit that I'm only going to play a handful of games on. I saw Ben do exactly the same thing. He he bought PSVR and he played it for a, a year or two mm. and then he put it in a box and he never got it out he again. He got it out recently to play Moss Book 2 and yeah. then it went straight back in the box on the shelf again. Yeah. So it's a shame because I think you're right. I think if there was a big shared library of games or if um, Sony were able to tempt developers over to make more games for their VR, it would make it a lot more appealing. Mm. But just as things stand... I'm not, I'm, I certainly can't justify it. And I think a lot of people can't. I think the average consumer for games wouldn't be necessarily inclined to play a lot of VR games or buy a VR headset because there is that whole thing of being like, well, I, I have, I'm a console gamer and in order to play good VR games, I need a PC, but there's lots of VR games that I'd be interested in playing, yeah. but I haven't got the facilities or vice versa. People who have VR headsets are like, well, man. I have a couple games I like to play. There's a couple games over there. And I don't think the, the VR industry is necessarily big enough and fruitful enough to justify that diversification of the customer. Like, I just don't think that, that a lot of games companies can justify being like, well, I'm only going to do it on PlayStation. I'll do an exclusive. Because a lot of the time, I don't think that they're going to get enough customers or make enough profit from it to justify doing that. That's the thing. It's like Catch-22 is, you know, if you're a, a developer of VR games, you might think, well, I'm not going to develop for PlayStation because there aren't enough people playing VR over there. Yeah. So why would I spend all that time and not get many sales? But maybe the reason people aren't playing VR on PlayStation is because the library's not big. So it's like a really difficult, you know, 
how do you how do you get beyond that because those are kind of opposing forces yeah. really i also think that sony would be like well if we don't have any exclusives people will buy the cheaper headsets out elsewhere well, yeah however yeah. you know people are gonna buy elsewhere anyway and if you don't have enough good exclusives or enough games full stop no one's gonna buy your headset yeah and also like they're there's a lot of their PlayStation One, PlayStation VR One games are, are not going to be able to work on this headset yeah. because they have to be completely remodeled for a brand new set of technology that a lot of the time it's not going to work. So like a lot of VR games now, if you've got an old enough headset, you can't play most games on it anymore mm -hmm. because they have to be upgraded and they have to be changed for new hardware. And unfortunately, every, not, maybe not every, but the vast majority of the PlayStation VR One games will not work on the new game, the new headset for at least a while. I don't know if any of them will all go over at all, but for at least a while, a bunch of them won't be able to be like back compatibility. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, yeah. To answer the other part of the question, I mean, I think we already have is, is what I was going to say. Like Richard Major asks, uh, why don't Microsoft make mm. one? And I think it's what you were saying to an extent, which is that I think Microsoft, you know, they straddle the, the, the console and PC markets um, and I think, I, well, I don't know, but I would suspect that maybe they have the opinion that, okay, console players, broadly speaking, probably think, well, I'm over here with my console. If I wanted VR, I would probably play on PC because it's a better experience over there. So I'm not really going to mix the two. I'm just going to play my console. Um, and so I think Microsoft know that, well, it's sort of not much point making a headset for Xbox um, because you'll end up in this situation with uh, PSVR, which I don't think is a situation you would want to be in personally. Mm. Um, and so if they look at the other branch and think, well, you know, what about our, our PC slice of the market? Well, you have, you have, you know, the best offerings already on PC. So why would you want to try and compete with Oculus or something like that? So yeah, that is why I think Microsoft probably don't fancy getting involved. Not at this yeah. stage anyway, even though they've got the money to potentially make, you know, something that could almost rival Oculus, possibly. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, they definitely could. I think that, like, they, like you said, they have the funds yeah. to, to try it out. I mean, you've got, like, Valve have got their own headset. I think the issue is that because there are so many headsets by so many different companies, like Oculus, Pico, Valve, PlayStation, um, there's a HTC one as well, mm. a HP one. Like, everyone is making their own headsets, but, like... They're not all in the competitive market on the way that like consoles are. Like there's too many now, I would say. There's like an oversaturation of different types of headset. There's obviously the cheaper kind of headset and then the more like pricey kind. But for the most part, there's just so many different types. And a lot of the time, people don't talk about them. Like there's people talk about the Oculus headset. They talk about PlayStation VR headset. And unless you're really big on the Oculus scene, you're not going to be talking about the VR scene, sorry. You're going to be talking about the Valve one or the yeah. HTC one or the HP one because those may be the best ones, you know, for technical wise. But for the vast majority of consumers, they're too expensive. Mm. And I think that Microsoft are kind of like, we don't need to make one. They're already made for us. If we want to make a VR game, we'll just make it so that people on PC can play with whatever VR headset they've got. Because yeah. we don't need to make one. Because there's, there's already enough out there and our technology won't be any different than yeah. what everyone else is doing. Like I say, the technology isn't diverse enough now to justify having to make a new one. They'd have to really have some innovative stuff going on to justify bringing another VR headset to the market. PlayStation's main 
selling point for this VR headset is that you don't need to have a PC. You can just yeah. plug it into your PlayStation. Yeah. And admittedly, it's got good um, technology, but so has all the other ones. So that's their main selling point. And they would only really be competing with PlayStation if they were going to make a headset that connects to a console. Yeah. And they'd have to do something different than and, what the vast majority do. And what's the good of having a headset that can work off your console and you don't need a PC for if there aren't that many appealing games for it? So, yeah. yeah. Exactly. I don't think it's I don't think it's a great move necessarily. I see why they even felt the need to do new VR because they'd done it on the previous platform and I'm talking PlayStation now. Mm. Um, and so, you know, it seemed like a logical next step, but they, they need to worry about software now and they need to like think about games rather than the hardware. Like, sounds like a good bit of kit if you can justify the price. And at mm. the moment, I don't think people can justify the price for something that they're not going to be able to play many games on. Yeah, it's such a shame, man. They like people were really excited about this. Yeah, me being one of them, and it's just such a big price tag for something that like you already have had to pay five hundred pounds yeah. to be able to play anyway. Yeah, so it stings. It does sting. And the f the for uh, forty quid extra for a charger stand. Yeah, are you joking? I've already paid two hundred twenty nine five hundred twenty nine pounds. I don't want to have to pay another forty quid for something to put it on. Cheeky, cheeky, indeed. <laughs> Uh, but what do you think? Will you be paying five hundred and twenty nine ninety nine for a that's in pounds for a PSVR two? Um, will you be paying extra for a, a Horizon VR bundle? Will you mm. be paying even more extra for a charging stand? You want a charging stand? Yeah, it's lovely. Would you if Microsoft had their own PSVR style console plugin for Xbox? Would you buy one of those? Mm. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? Let us know in the comments below. Uh, I'm going to tell you where you can find us all over the internet now. If you wouldn't mind. I won't mind. I don't mind at all. Um, YouTube.com and Twitch.tv forward slash Team Triple Jump. You can find all of our content on those channels. That's uh, videos and live streams. Uh, when we are streaming on both YouTube and Twitch, we're modded by Lord Brotovich, Trialing Badger and Mr. Black. Uh, did you know, if you've got Amazon Prime... Um, part of the bundle there is that you get a Twitch sub with it. So you can spend that on us and it won't cost you anything extra. You get all the normal benefits and so will we. So do it. Mm. Um, Twitter.com and Facebook.com forward slash team triple jump for video and live stream announcements, legacy video clips, re-uploaded, um, little sneak peeks and all kinds of things. Um, Fraser is looking after you and us over there on Facebook and Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, there's also TikTok.com forward slash at team triple jump for our TikTok and Patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. You can go over there and look at all the different tiers um, at a minimum, you're able to ask questions on this podcast. And at a maximum, you can get like signed games and stuff and, and video messages and a painting. Yeah. So, and loads of stuff in between. So yeah. go and have a look at those. We have a website. It's triplej.mp. Spells jump. It's very clever. Um, if you want to join our Discord and chat with our wonderful community, go to jeff.map forward slash Discord. On Discord, we're modded by Jack, Joe, Tori, and Hollowise. And if they do something, bloody well do it. All right. If you want to listen to the podcast in its audio form, why not go to triplej.map forward slash podcast? Catch up on one of our live stream VODs, you can go to triplej.map forward slash VODs. And if you want to book a cameo from me, Peter, Ben, or James Jenkins, you can go to triplej.map forward slash cameo. And if you want to buy some sick and cool merch, like like these hoodies, or oh, the... no, not this. Not that. Or the Is This Legs t-shirt, or the Ashton pin. Not this t-shirt either. Though maybe we should just sell this. Remind me what it says. 
It says... Count the basic parts a man needs to wear and reach to seven. It's good. It's pretty good. And no one would come after us if we just no. re recreated that. No. Uh, maybe Ikea would. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, follow at Triple Jump Shop on Twitter and go to uh, triplejumpshop.com to get off on the last latest match announcements. Me and Peter are on Instagram and Twitter at Peter... That Huh? At that Peter Austin and at Scrambled Ashton. And Ben, he's not here right now, but you can follow him on Twitter at confused underscore dude if you feel like it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, we do lists every flipping day of the week. <laughs> every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Not Friday, actually. So or Saturday or Sunday. Well, no, but I was talking the working week, but um, not, that's not even true either. No. Um, but we do stream. Well, no, we don't actually stream every day of the week at the moment because I think we're now down to four streams a week. Yeah. Um, for like... A little while. A little while. Don't know when. But um, so we stream on... Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Thursday being the joint stream. Blaze it. On YouTube. Uh, every other one being on Twitch. Um, so Friday was James Jenkins, but James Jenkins is now doing Tuesdays, and Ben Potter is not doing Tuesdays. So there you go. Mm. Um, worst games ever, fortnightly. Friday for patrons of a certain tier. Sunday for everyone else. The podcast is every Saturday, and we do shows all, all the bloody time. The bloody time. Um I imagine you probably said in the previous uh, podcast, didn't you, about main menu? Has that been... That was last week, yes. It was last week. So, yeah, that's out. That's a show. Um, leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice. Has something to do with Al Gore's rhythms. Mm -hmm. uh, new merch. Tap here was still open until the 18th of November. So do get stuff sent in. We are uh, starting to get quite a few boxes now. Yeah. Um, and the boxes are massive yeah. i think that the general size of box is way bigger than last year <laughs> yeah um again if you can't send something in don't feel bad we no. know that like right now that things are pricey and shipping is really expensive so if you can't please don't feel bad we know that it's like a real privilege to receive this stuff so yeah um don't ever feel like you're left out because you're not sending us stuff no. we'll even accept a letter yeah. If you want to write a letter, mm -hmm. that is that's if that's something that you want to do, we will read it and we will enjoy it. Um, weirdest games ever week this week, yeah, isn't it, Peter? It is. It's another sort of sexy one. Um, <laughs> super galdelic hour. Um, it's very odd. It's really weird. Mm. We found it. I saw it posted. I saw the box posted on. Cool, it might have been cool box art or weird box art. I follow yeah. like several box art accounts on Twitter. And I was like, what is this? This looks strange. And so I think I said to you, Ashton, what what is you, like, can you look up this game? Yeah, you sent it in like a, a group chat and we I looked it up and I was like, this game is perfect. And I weirdest game came up because it was Ben to play. Yeah. And I was standing over your shoulder, like looking at it on your screen. I was like, okay. <laughs> So yeah. you do have to go and watch this one. You do. It's very good. Mm -hmm. uh, and remember, if you're a patron of, I think, Citation Needed, the $5 tier, you get that a week early. Mm -hmm. um, and Worst Games Ever, two days early. So if you want early access to those shows, consider that if you like. Yeah. Just one more quick time for the sponsor of this week's podcast, Peter. What yeah. was it, please? Uh, Kratos just can't think of what to do for the next chapter of his novel. Yeah. But don't worry. God of War Writer's Block is coming soon. <laughs> Uh, so soon. So soon. On the 16th, maybe the 30th, Possibly or perhaps the, the 30th. 9th. Yeah, who's to say? Um, <laughs> yeah, I hope you enjoy it. Yeah. Good. Good. Thanks so much for listening, slash watching, everyone, and we'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye. Love you. Bye.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.